Hello and welcome back everybody to the No Bad Dogs podcast with me, Tom Davis, America's canine educator. Today I'm sitting down and having a conversation with my good friend Kelly Lund. Kelly is owner of Loki the Wolf Dog, a very um, really awesome duo on a bunch of different social media platforms that have become social influencers basically because they have a really great relationship and many of you out there know Loki very well and follow his every move and their relationship and their life is basically created and really paved off a really great relationship that I hope everybody gets a chance to have at one point in their life and so that's what we're sitting down to talk to today and welcome Kelly. Hey, brother. Hey, Kelly. How you doing, man? Good. You? Good. How's life? Uh, it's good, man. Busy. Um, packing up, heading out to Portland in a few days. You're going to be out there soon, right? Yes, sir. I'm going to be out there in April, actually, here in a little bit. A couple weeks, three weeks, I think. So, nice. Um, yeah, man. Well, we're, we're rolling. So, welcome to the No Bad Dogs podcast. Oh, sweet. Yeah, man. And well, you, Go ahead. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, my name's Kelly Lund, and uh, my dog's name is Loki, Loki the Wolf Dog on Instagram, and uh, we live in Denver, Colorado, and we are what you might call social influencers, which kind of evolved over the last few years. Um, at first, it was it, we didn't set out to be that, but um, it just kind of evolved into that, and um, we travel around quite a bit. We live part-time in Portland as well, and Portland, Oregon. And, um, yeah. Awesome, man. And how, how old, before we get into some of the logistics of, of the social media and stuff like that, um, how old is Loki right now? Uh, Loki's five, five years old. Um, he's, uh, his mom was a Husky and his dad was a a wolf and a Malamute. So he's what's called a low content wolf dog, um, which means he's more dog than he is wolf. Right. Um, Yeah. Cool, man. Um, yeah, and Loki, for those of you who, who don't know, Loki has a huge social media presence. And um, Kelly and I, like I said in the introduction, Kelly and I became friends over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, when when we first kind of got to know each other, we kind of scratched each other's backs as far as what we did, um, you know, spreading messages and, and really trying to help people become better dog owners. And I absolutely love what Kelly and Loki are doing because they're basically putting on a huge platform. I mean, I think you have like 1.7 million followers, um, which is gigantic. You know how many people you're reaching. And a lot of that is very organic. So you're, you're really, you know, you have a huge fan base of people who watch like your every move, which is really fantastic. And, uh, one of the biggest reasons why I, you know, reached out to you guys and why I love your, what you're doing is you, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, I mean, you've built a career for yourself and for your for your dog and a lifestyle. And really, it's not – all you're really doing is showcasing, like, what it's like to be a good dog owner. I mean, that's that's what you do on your Instagram account is you go out, you take beautiful pictures of your dog having fun, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. That's pretty much what we do. I can't – you know, I can't c- totally take credit for it. It was just kind of something that yeah. um, that kind of evolved outside of outside of my own hand. Um, 
some different websites wanted to write articles about us, and that's really what really grew our our presence on social media. Um, websites like BuzzFeed or Board Panda or even like People Magazine and wow. I don't know, we've been um, like in the LA Times and different things like that. So it was really these opportunities that came about. And um, I guess the lifestyle that I've developed has just kind of mostly just been kind of a reaction to, not a reaction, but just kind of responding to the opportunities that are given to me and and trying to be faithful with telling our story and, and, and just kind of working as hard as I can within that. But um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't set out to, to yeah. have this, but I'm certainly thankful for it. I'm certainly thankful for Loki because I think that his, uh, he tells a story, you know, and I just yeah. kind of capture it. He, he, he tells a story with the, the dog that he is and he's a really special animal. And I think people can see that through social media. So yeah, man, I, I'm thankful for him in that regard. Yeah. That kind of gave me chills a little bit. That was, that was really cool. Um, cause you're right. I never really thought about it like that. And Loki, you know, I've, I've met Loki and, um, hung out with you guys and Loki really is a very, you know, magical kind of creature. I mean, when I first met him, he's so stoic and I think a lot of people, you know, think maybe he's, he's different than what he is. And I think he's better in real life. <laughs> Taylor, um, <laughs> you know, when Taylor came out with us, um, I would agree. I would agree. He's much better in real life. You know, I I try to do the best I can to portray it, but you know, it's hard. I think he's a lot more gentle than people would imagine. And he's pretty aloof and he's kind of his own person. And he almost has like a, to me, he almost has like a, like a, a a personality, like a horse, like a horse's spirit is very like, uh, you can very much sense their spirit. And Loki's kind of like that in a way. Yeah, man, I, I agree a hundred percent. He's very. Um, you're right, though. That's that's a really cool way to put it. Actually, I never really thought about that. Is you're you are kind of like telling Loki like came to you. How did let's let's rewind a little bit. How did how did everything start? So you got him as a puppy. Where'd you get him? And what were, what were your first you know I guess your first funny times with him? And you were like, okay, this is you know this dog is <laughs> uh, internet worthy. I mean, what, how did it play out? Yeah, I uh, I did get him as a puppy. I got him from a breeder in Utah, which looking back, I, for anyone that's listening and thinking about that, I wouldn't recommend that. I was pretty ignorant at the time. Yeah. Um, now I understand that there's a, a lot of need for adoption um, with wolf dogs, especially because they're so hard to handle and so many wolf dogs um, end up going to sanctuaries because yeah. – um, owners really can't provide like the exercise and, and, and the life for them that they need because they can be tremendously destructive and tremendously, um, um, yeah, puppies uh, are nervous or yeah. have social anxiety, any Northern breed in general. Um, they all can, they all can be like that. And even though they might be really beautiful, they can be, you know, incredibly challenging. So, um, it's just something to think about, but yeah, I, I did get him as a puppy. I brought him home and, um, I was working for the city of Denver at the time and uh, up until about a year ago, I was doing that. And, um, I just kind of, I just kind of, uh, made it my intention to take him everywhere I possibly could. I remember taking, it was around Christmas time. I would take him to Christmas parties. He would, yeah. you know, be around a, a million different people. I was, 
blowing snow to build a terrain park for the city of Denver. And I took them there and the snow blowing machines are like big giant jet engines Yeah, and um, really any sort of interaction I could um, any errands that I would, I would go on. He'd always come with me. And um, that's kind of how it started. I didn't really start an Instagram or taking pictures till about a year later, people kind of kept giving me a hard time about it because my personal Instagram was full of Loki yeah. and people were like, Oh, you should just, you know, start an Instagram forum. And anyway, it kind of evolved from there. Um, yeah, man, we, uh, we started skiing and backcountry snowboarding together when he was about four months old. So that same winter that I brought him home. Um, and I, I would say that that's a key factor, like in his personality and how calm he can be is, when you have a dog to give them like intense exercise to totally wear them out, to totally exhaust them, just like we might be when we kind of go on adventures like that. I think they need that to kind of help build their, so their um, personality um, to be calm and, 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 yeah. And I don't know, like a, like a sidekick, I guess. Yeah. And so you brought him, how old was he when you brought him home? I think he was eight weeks old. Right. So, so then what you did is you basically just brought him everywhere, and you were taking pictures of him on your on your personal account, and then your buddies and friends and family were like, "Hey, you should probably just make him, you know, his own account." And little did you know, you know, putting in Loki the Wolf Dog in a, you know, in an Instagram account was gonna be is gonna change your life, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. I think another thing when he was a puppy, I used to, I had a Husky before him, um, that, that I cared for. It was an ex-girlfriend and I cared for a lot and I would run him on, on next to a bike all the time. So I knew as a puppy, I wanted to do the same with, with Loki. And, um, he, uh, so I started walking him next to a bicycle, even at like a month, like two months old. Yeah, three months old, he would just walk next to a bike. And that has also been like a big factor in that. Um, but yeah, as far as evolution of, of the Instagram, that's kind of how it happened. It was just, we were actually up in Wyoming with a buddy. And at the time when he was about a year old, taking pictures by this frozen waterfall. And we just, at the time I thought these photos were like really, really cool. So if you scroll all the way back, you'll see it as one of the first ones. Um, but that was actually kind of the inspiration for, for doing it. That's great, man. And, and I love, you know, and a lot of this, you know, conversation we're going to be having is going to be a lot about dogs and travel and what to expect. But I think it's important for people to understand that. Um, I think that, you know, I think over the years you've, you've gotten some guff for maybe people saying that you kind of, you kind of force the, force the social media or people are saying, don't, you know, maybe don't let your dog do this or let him do that. Or why would you put him here? Why would you put him there? And I don't know if that happens. I I mean, I get stuff all the time like that. And I'm just assuming, you know, you're on a way bigger platform and I'm assuming you get stuff like that. But I think it's important for people to understand that you started very organically and it's something that, like you said, it's very magical how it happened is you're basically documenting Loki's life. You're not, your, your intentions were not to, you know, make a career out of it by any means. I think that's important. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. Those conversations happen or people comment about that all the time. You know, not all the time, but definitely from it time happens. to time. Like, yeah. oh, you're using your dog and, yeah. and things like that. But the, I think the reality is like he – I'm just trying to provide the best life that I can for him. Yeah. And me doing – me, you know, working with social influencing and, and different companies and things like that provides him far better of a life than if I was still working nine to five and he was, yeah. you know, either an office dog or a stay at home yeah. dog or, or whatever. Um, from his factor, like he doesn't feel like he's being used. He doesn't have like a, like a pride complex, like, yeah, you know, that he's selling out or something like that. He's no, he's just enjoying his life with me because most of the work that we do is just us, taking photos in the wilderness, yeah. you know, and occasionally we do some bigger things. Um, but either way, you know, I, I think, yeah, I think you guys, are, he's happiest because we get to spend every day together. Yeah. And the time that I spent with you guys, that's exactly what it was. You know, and I didn't know what to expect when I came out and, and hung out with you guys. And uh, it was such a really rad time. It's something that I'll, you know, remember for a long time. Cause it's, it's, like I was saying, my other podcast is, you know, I work a lot and I don't really get to hang out with a lot of people with like-minded and, and, and like-minded people that, um, you know, understand the same concepts of dogs and things like that. So I remember when I went out there, I was like, I don't know what to expect at all. And not that I was expecting anything. I was like, this is going to be cool. I can't wait to see like how Loki and Kelly interact. Cause that's really my, you know, that's what really drew me to you in the first place. So I was like, here's a guy that he's making a career off of being a great dog owner and he's sharing it with millions, you know, potentially millions and millions of people. And if people were to look a little bit further than a really nice picture and say, man, you know, I have, I have a backyard or I have a local stream or I have a local field that I can run in or something like that. Um, that's what really, I really love about you guys. And when I went out there, that's exactly what it was like is you basically let Loki out and you just, he just goes and you pretty much just follow and, um, you keep him at a, you keep him at a short distance and he kind of like looks back and you guys have just such a great relationship. And I think it's something to really dog owners should, you know, kind of really look at and uh, take notes a little bit that you're living such a cool life and, and people are maybe envious of it and, and look at it and like, man, that guy's so lucky. And it's really just maybe a little luck, but I think, dude, you, you know, you really, you really are just a really great dog owner and that's what's become all of all of this. Not, and you take really great photos and Loki's really beautiful, <laughs> but I, I'm really happy for you guys that you're portraying like, Hey man, you guys can do this too. And you guys can go out and, and be with your dog and let him run or let her run and have a really great time. And that's something that I really enjoyed watching between you guys is it's real. It's not, let's go take some photos for this company. You guys are, you guys are really living it. You're the real deal, which is awesome. Thanks, man. That, that means a lot. And yeah, I'm, I'm definitely passionate about giving him as much freedom as possible and also expecting a lot out of him as far as, you know, behavior and, 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 and listening to me. So it's kind of a give and take. Yeah, exactly. And uh, talk to me about a little bit about your experiences, you know, as kind of going back a little bit as puppyhood going into now he's five, but like, what were like the ones, twos and threes like? Cause I know Malamute's 
um, you know, can be a bit stubborn and um, things like that. So what, what were some things that you struggled with in the, in the early beginning besides, you know, maybe him sleeping all the time because he was growing, but what are some things like that you struggled with? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I saw that as a, as a question. Um, you know, when I've heard that when dogs turn about eight months old, they kind of all of a sudden become probably the hardest to handle. And that was very true for Loki. Um, right around that time, eight months old, I'd say he started really tearing things up. He would, you know, be in the backyard and he would tear the screens off the windows of the house. And what would he do? Just like bite them? Uh, chew up electric toothbrushes, chew up shoes, chew up, <laughs> you know, expensive reading glasses and all the rest. It was, yeah. you know, it was as much as, as any dog. And, and it, w- whenever that happened, I, I would just try to like really exercise him as much as possible. It's, it's not necessarily like that day, like I exercise him. So he's, he's going to be a good dog that day. It's more of like, yeah, a, a long-term investment. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of continued. Um, he definitely liked to escape. Um, <laughs> yeah. if I would leave him in the backyard at all, he would oftentimes escape. He wore a GPS tracker when that happened. I still have it. Um, and you know, sometimes I, if I was away, I'd call up my neighbor and she, and she would go track him down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely nerve wracking because I have a, you know, a solid six foot fence, presumably, yeah. you know, unescapable. He doesn't really dig under it, but he would find, he found even like a little knot in the fence and like broke through it. I don't know how, <laughs> I guess with his head and escape that way and escape different ways throughout the years. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot to handle. So he was like that. Um, and he would probably still be like that yeah. if I, if I was not able to, um, be with him all the time, he would probably, if I, if I went back to having to leave him in the backyard, um, more often than not, then he, he would probably find ways to escape. And, um, even last year we were, uh, in Southern California and I had to leave him in a hotel room for a few hours. And he escaped out of a hotel room by pulling the heavy hotel door in, inward, inward open towards him. And, and you know, it's on spring and oh heavy. And he, he escaped four times. And I came back to the room with a note on my door from the maid telling me that he had escaped. Um, <laughs> I, could, I could totally so still, see that. Yeah, it was so gnarly. It was so gnarly. I couldn't believe it. I, I still can't believe he can open sliding glass doors with his nose. And so he's. I mean, I mean he, he's he can be intelligent. I mean, that's that's incredible. So I can just picture, um, you know, you going out for something, and then like Loki's like, hmm. Well, Dad's gone, so what can I do to to go find him? Because <laughs> you guys have such a great relationship. It's like the you know the double edged sword is you have such a great relationship. So when you leave, he's probably like, well, now what do I do? And I could just I could just picture the maid like, come on, Loki, back back into the room, back into the room. <laughs> and I could just see him kind of putting his head down, like, okay, I'm gonna do it again, though. <laughs> yeah, I, that's I'm sure that's how it happened. I'm sure that's how it happened. I mean, to to this day, I I can't really trust him. Um, in another home, 
but you know, outside of my own home, he can stay in, my, uh, in our house just fine. But another house, he'll tear things up or he'll wow. try to escape. And, yeah. So, um, do you think going back to like what you were saying about him kind of getting mischievous and and chewing up things? Do you think that you know when he did stuff like that, and this is just for you know the dog people out there working with you know these types of dogs or you know just these type of behaviors anyway? Do you think that you know when you came home and you saw a shoe or? A chewed up toothbrush or really expensive glasses were you like okay my bad you're right I should have walked you or I should have ran you so instead of punishing him by saying bad Loki you were more was it more like my fault because I knew that you needed this exercise and you didn't get it is that what it was like is that what you did um you know it's kind of a double-sided coin I would say um I definitely want to let him know that that's not okay to do yeah um well, yeah. What, what would you do to like show him punishment or, you know, say, Hey, you know, these I, are I would, expensive. I would talk, I would talk sternly to him. I, I would, I would put him in timeout. I would, he would, he would know from my posture, my mostly my body posture. I would yeah. say that, that things are not okay. And that, that he cannot do that. And so he, fe- he, he feels off that pretty well. Like if you, you know, kind of like bad Loki or what did you do and you kind of change your demeanor, he picks up on that pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That, that's still to, to the, now I can like say very few words. I can even just, if something happens and I, I can just call him in a certain tone and he, he are, he knows what he, he had happened. He knows that he shouldn't have, you know, chewed something up and he, you know, he, he's very smart. I guess I'm under the uh, belief that dogs do remember more than like five minutes past and yeah. they can remember that he like had done something <laughs> because I'll come downstairs and something will be chewed up and I'll call him and he won't come. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I know what you want, but <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, that's interesting. I can, I can see Loki kind of like getting like, oh man, I, what did I do? Cool. What's his, Kelly, what's his daily exercise like now? And, and again, for people out there listening, for anybody out there listening that, um, you know, has a dog or any type of dog, really, um, you know, this is, this is a, t- yeah, I, uh, go ahead. His daily exercise is typically like a couple mile bike ride every day, maybe a little bit less. And then hopefully a few times a week, we have something that's a little bit bigger than that. Um, if we're out on the road, um, if we're on back roads, like out in the desert or something, I'll just let him go and I'll just drive down a road and he'll just run through the desert kind of following us, um, for miles or we do a lot of snowboarding still. And that really, really wears him out. Um, so yeah, kind of any, any, all of the above, um, try if nothing's happening, I try to run him. That doesn't always happen. There, there are definitely days where he doesn't really get any exercise. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of all over the place. Do you see the, do you see those side effects from not like, so he goes out for a, you know, crazy day of snowboarding the next day, he may be tired, but the following day maybe. So do you see any repercussions of not bringing him out? Does he, does he act up at, you know, at this age or maybe even earlier, was he kind of like spiteful? He does. I can kind of see a reaction, you know, he'll be tired the next day and I might not, that might be a rest day when I might not run, but um, and he doesn't necessarily get like, you know, destructive or, you know, aggressive or anything like that. But he almost as if he kind of like gets depressed or, yeah, um, 
Yeah. Yeah, just kind of depressed, actually, would be the best way to describe it. He can get a little rowdy, um, but not not really too typically. Yeah, I remember when we were there, we were chilling in your house, um, just drinking coffee and talking about life which was fun. Um, I remember when we were like, all right, man, let's, let's slow it up and go, you know, go on an adventure. And I remember Loki was literally just a slug the entire day, almost like waiting for, for you to be like, all right, let's go. And then as soon as you asked him, like, I can't remember you asked him, like, want to go for a ride or want to go do something. He turned into like a completely different dog. I mean, he, he was like, yep. And a lot of dogs out there do that. Like, want to go for a ride? Like, if you get a leash, it's conditioning. So they know that that term or that leash or that collar means that they're going to go do something fun. And as soon as you said that, he like, he probably still does. He went crazy. He was like, yes, let's go. I've been waiting for this. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. And, um, so you, you exercise him a lot and I think it's important for people, you know, dog owners in general to realize, even for the dogs that we have here on board and train, like I make sure that the board and train dogs, if they're not in our daycare are walked a couple times a day, you know, around the property, because it's not all about train, train, train. It's, you know, there is a lot of, um, outlets that animals have to have. And Loki's just such a great example of a dog that's influenced by many different, <sighs> really trouble troublesome or potentially troublesome breeds and mixes and you've taken all of those challenges um and i would consider them challenges sometimes and and taking them and and really putting them out there to the public to millions of people and you're like look you know this is this is what i do and i think do you you know at the end of the day do you think that your goal is to um help people understand how to become better dog owners i mean what what kind of, besides like your your love and appreciation and trust and bond with Loki now that you've built up you know people seeing your millions of people seeing your stuff every time you post what do you what do you hope people get out of your journey with Loki yeah yeah when, as things kind of exploded i realized that we kind of needed a mission statement and the mission statement I kind of developed was to inspire other people to get out, explore their world, and make memories with their dogs. And that that's at the core what I hope to accomplish with yeah. what we have. And, you know, that's a, that's a really timely question that you ask because lately I've really been thinking about what, what are we doing with this platform? We're telling a story. I hope we're inspiring people, but is there more that we can do? Right. And when all is said and done, like, it's great that I have been able to be a professional dog owner, yeah. but I That's think awesome. that there's probably more that we can be doing. And, and we're kind of in the midst of kind of exploring that and seeing what we can link back to our mission statement, but also beyond that other ways that we can give back and other ways that we can kind of be a light in the world. Um, so yeah, we're kind of on a journey with that right now. Trying to figure that uh, out. Yeah. I hope, hope you'll see, you know, some things come out this year that, that will be kind of in that. Um, yeah, you could do like, you could do, I, I know you and I, you know, when we, when we sit down together in person, we really, bounce off a lot of different things which is really fun because like I said like I really try to surround myself with people that are very like-minded because I think it's good for you you know it's good for the soul to like have the same have the same um you know 
wavelengths be around those people and um so when we talk you know you were talking about potentially i know you have a calendar out which is really great and that raises money for local charities and shelters and organizations right yeah yeah we didn't do one this year because we were actually we've actually been writing a book yeah and that book's going to come out um this summer which is really really cool so we kind of had to devote all of our um writing time towards that or you know, any sort of print time towards that. Um, so that's really cool. Yeah. Um, that's exciting. So, but yeah, we've, we've done a calendar, we've donated to different charities and we're currently kind of on a path to do cool. some more and that's awesome. And, and also looking for, for new opportunities. Yeah. And I remember when we were talking, we were talking about that and, um, I just, like I said, it's, it's such a big, you know, day in and day out, I try to, um, you know, on, on every platform, whether I'm doing a talk or doing a speech or I run into somebody at the grocery store and they recognize me or whatever, um, I, I try my best to influence people as much as possible to, to really make an impact on like making sure that they're, I think a lot of people who are struggling with dog training have no idea that exercise and relationship is the number one key to, um, success and or to change their their problematic behaviors. Um, people literally keep their dogs inside. They let them out to go potty and then they bring them back in and then they wonder why their dogs are doing all these things. And you post things like on your on your story, on your Instagram story, you know, of Loki just, I mean, it, it's, it's inspirational for me even. I'm like, man, these guys are like out in the wild, like throwing snow around um, and I know, you know, I know you guys are having a great time and it really just, it motivates people like myself, even, um, that I get to come and work with dogs gratefully every day too, but it makes me want to do more relationship bonding things instead of training and moving forward. Have you, you know, what kind of, I know a lot of questions you get are probably, how did you get Loki to do certain things, but the Husky, um, the Malamute and other breeds like that that are influenced in the Loki have an infamous reputation of being terrible off leash. I mean, you probably get that question all the time. So, what are some what are some things that you did, or what are some training techniques that you can give people advice on about the breed and um, how to overcome these primal instincts of like, hey, I don't want to listen, I want to run. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, one. For Loki, I started young, and he was really young when we started going backcountry skiing. And the snow is so deep that he really can't go too far <laughs> before he gets too tired unless he's walking, like, in my path. Yeah. Um, so that was a really good way to start out. Um, and I, I haven't really done anything specific. I, I didn't, you know, take him to a trainer growing up. I, I've had dogs my whole life, and I'm... I'm pretty aware of yeah their needs um but i didn't really do much specific i just kind of would give him as much freedom as possible and there's kind of a risk to that for sure and you got to be aware of that risk yeah and we all take risks every day so you just kind of have to weigh out weigh out yeah. how big of a risk it is and if in a certain situation you're willing to take it so when he was off leash uh, as a younger dog and I wasn't quite sure how well he would do, um, there's a risk to let, letting him off leash when we're in the woods. Yeah. Um, I think picking your battles. But, 
Yeah, picking your bat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and he would wear a GPS tracker, and I actually I managed a high ropes course in on a large piece of property at the time when he was younger, and um, I could track him down with his GPS tracker um, if he ran off. But um, yeah, it's just kind of giving him freedom, but also at the same time having a posture towards him that like it's my way or the highway, yeah. and I'm the boss and um, he's not just going to go do whatever he wants, but at the end of the day, like I still am the boss. So you can't, you can't just have like one without the other, I think. Yeah. Um, which is the big factor. But outside of that, like he doesn't really respond, respond to treats. So I didn't really treat train him or anything like that. And, um, yeah, yeah, it was just kind of small baby steps, I guess. Um, as things kind of progressed. Yeah, and I think, like you said, Kelly, I think it's, I think it's important to understand that there are battles to pick, and that's a question I get all the time: is how do I get my dog off leash, and, um, you know, blah blah blah, all, all these different things of dogs being off leash, and I think that's exactly it: is you have to pick your battles. And one of the things is, is, um, you know, with you and your lifestyle, um, you travel a lot, right? And you're always in the backwoods, if you if you will. So, you know, mountain mountainous type things. You're from Colorado, so there's a ton of great opportunities to hike and go on trail walks and things like that. And a lot of times you have to be careful about not only, like, will your dog come back? It's about, you know, kind of grounding and, and saying there's potentially going to be some off-leash dogs that may not may not listen to their owner and come back. And that's always got to be like, yeah, kind of nerve nerve wracking because as much as you love Loki, I mean, he's, he's, he's a huge, I don't want to say asset, but God forbid anything happened to him. You know, it would, it would be detrimental to, to a lot of different things, um, unfortunately, but you know, having him off leash and another dog may not be nice. I think that that's something, I guess, refining of what we mean about, picking your battles. Um, cause that's really big. I remember when you and I were out on a walk, we ran into another dog. I think it was a Husky. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and for me and like the, the, the professional side, I was like cringing my teeth. I'm like, I hope nothing happens, you know, because there's so many off leash dogs, especially in Colorado. Have you ever run into like any issues with him being off leash and being so, I mean, how, how um, I know Loki's five, but how much does he weigh? I mean, he's a pretty big, he's pretty big as far as size, but how much does he weigh? Yeah, he's pretty tall. He's like 30 inches at, a, at his shoulder, but he only weighs about 75 pounds right now. Right. And that's pretty normal. He usually fluctuates between like 70, 70, yeah. 77. Um, Have you run into depending on the to, to those issues, you know, of Loki being off leash and kind of another dog running up to him and kind of been, has there been any scuffles or scary moments where you're like, holy crap. Cause you're off leash a lot. You know, I'm you trying know? to, I'm trying to think of, of anything there. That's good. There if you can't. There's definitely been some times where I don't think I've ever been in the woods where Loki has, uh, you know, gotten in a fight or anything like that good. Uh, with another dog. Um, I'm pretty, you gotta be pretty aware of it. And he's pretty, he's pretty non-confrontational yeah. um, with other dogs. If he senses that another dog is, going to be aggressive usually he kind of keeps his distance which is really nice yeah but more than that as an owner you really have to keep your head on a swivel more than him you really have to be aware of what's out there more than him for instance like if 
I'm out in the woods, I've got to be looking, watching for rabbits or deer or whatever else, like better than Loki, better than, better than a dog, because I've got to be able to stop him. Even last night I was out working in my garage and he was, um, there was a rabbit in my neighbor's yard right next door, like 20 feet away. And Hmm. I was able to, he saw it, but it hadn't moved yet. And I was able to catch him and call his name very sternly. And he stopped and he was about to run for it and didn't. Um, But, but that that only happened because I was watching, I was looking and or else if I wasn't paying attention, he would have taken off, run through the neighborhood and come back. And yeah, and that's, that's a great point. And I, I try to tell that to people too. You know, with the training that I do, I train a lot of off-leash stuff, and um, and I always tell people exactly that: keep your head in a swivel because it's if you're going to let your dog off-leash, it's your responsibility. You have to make sure that there's no other dogs. Like we have a golf course right above my facility, and in the winter, obviously, there's nobody golfing because we have a lot of snow, and so we go up there all the time. And I'm always keeping my head in the swivel just to make sure that there's not not even other dogs, but skunks and things like that. And um, I think that that's a really good point for people out there wondering about off-leash work and potentially having your dogs off-leash. It's more important to make sure that your dog is safe, you know, because it's your responsibility. Yeah, no doubt. Definitely. No doubt. Yeah, Loki has been quilled by a porcupine. We were (laughs) sleeping in the back of my truck, and in the middle of the night, he jumped out of the truck, woke me up, and before I knew it, he had been quilled by a porcupine that was sniffing around our campsite. Um, yeah. fortunately it's porcupines aren't typically a life or death situation. So we took off, went down to a vet clinic and I think you told, caught them all. was that in, was that in Alaska or was that a different time? Uh, Bailey, uh, Allie's, Allie's dog got quilled by a porcupine in Alaska That's in like three minutes of being out of the truck. All yeah. of a sudden, boom, he, he got quilled. And luckily I had already been through that with Loki and I was able to – he wasn't – it wasn't that bad, and I was able to pull them all out. Good. Um, tell me about that which, a little – tell me t- – tell me – not to interrupt. Sorry, Kelly. Tell me about that. No, a, no, go ahead. Tell me about that a little bit more because, you know, I love dogs. I love the outdoors. I love the freedom. makes me super jealous. You get to do this type of stuff all the time. Explain to me when you're – and Allie's your your girlfriend. Um, you guys kind of travel all over the all over the place with each other, correct? And um, she has a shepherd, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. do. So, so you guys travel, right? So I can just imagine you pulling up. Did you have your you had your tundra, right? Your truck. Yeah, we had the truck. Uh, we pulled up to a spot, let them go to the bathroom. I think I was actually going to work on my computer for a few minutes because we had some service which is kind of a rare thing in Alaska. Yeah. And um, anyway, I took them out and they kind of went down by this big Alaskan river through the slow brush. And um, I think I called him and he didn't come back. And I was like, so I went down, I walked down there and Loki came back and Bailey was nowhere to be seen. And usually when they're chasing a wildlife, they kind of have this like brother mentality where like one of them do the chasing and the other one's like, I'm a good dog. I'm going to stay back. And like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm the check good me boy. out dad. Like I'm, I'm yeah. the good child right now. And that's what happened. Loki was the good child at the moment. And then moments later, Bailey came back through the brush with 
quills all over his nose. And um, we never ended up even seeing the, the porcupine. He, I'm sure he walked away peacefully. But um, anyway, we just we just got him in the back of the back seat of the truck, laid him down. Allie tried to hold him down as best as possible. I grabbed a pair of big old pliers and plucked him out, pulling, pulling him out, which is basically what you do. Welcome to Alaska, porcupine quills. Yeah. So, what an experience to be driving through Alaska you know, with your best friends and being able to experience that and capture that on some beautiful pictures and stuff. But I've never been to Alaska. I certainly want to go. Explain to me what you felt when you started, like, seeing the snow-capped mountains and the streams and the rivers, and you're just literally going through a wilderness paradise with some of your best friends. I mean, explain to me what you felt at that time, like, how, you know, what was it like to, to do something like that. I know when I get into situations where it's very serendipitous, where you're like, man, this is just surreal. It's got to be what it was like for you guys, right? Yeah, man, it's incredible. Alaska is such a wild place. It feels like it feels like the frontier. It feels like you're living back in the Wild West just because there's so few people. Yeah. Roads kind of only go where there's some sort of necessity or industry. Wow. And we just could kind of camp wherever oftentimes like out on these big Alaskan river bars wow. and it's incredible, man. But it's also like, it, it puts you on your toes because, you know, I, I'm not, that was my second time going to Alaska, but I'm not familiar with it enough to like understand how much freedom to give the dogs per se. So yeah. much of the time we had them stick very close to us because of bears, because yeah. of moose, moose can be very aggressive, even wolves. Um, so any of those situations, especially through British Columbia, there's so many bears driving through British Columbia. We wow. like never let the dogs out of our sight and we're very conscious about where we camped and, and actually ended up camping quite a bit in campgrounds in British Columbia because I think we were just a little bit like ignorant and unaware of like how much freedom we could have uh, camping yeah. around so many bears. Um, so yeah, it's an incredible experience, man. Like it's a true adventure just to be out there. It's a lot of driving, though. I'll tell you what. Yeah, that's a hike, but it sounds like yeah. it was totally worth it. And um, that's I'm really happy for you guys being able to do that. That's that's really rad. I uh, I always tell people to kind of going a little off topic. Um, a happy dog never runs away, and if your dog is content with you and understands you, and and that's really why I I like I said I I, I wanted to create a I wanted to create a relationship with you, um, is because I saw what you were doing and you're you're your relationship first and training really, like you said, and, and for everyone out there listening, um, you know, you didn't really do any formal training and that's huge. And I, and I wouldn't have a business if everyone was like you. So <laughs> that's, that's something to say, but, um, it's true though, is if you have a great relationship with your dog, aside of like competitive obedience and um, things like that and sports with your dogs, you really don't need to go in and condition and train for things. A lot of bad behaviors are created off. You don't know your dog. You're, you're too into other things or you're just not aware. And maybe you shouldn't even have an animal. Maybe you should just stick to like a Tamagotchi or something like they used to have. But um, <laughs> I really love that you're able to experience things like that. And there's people, dude, there's, there's people out there on so many different levels that could have went up to Alaska and let their dog off 
leash because of the freedom they thought they had. And their dog literally just goes into like a bear den or just runs away and never comes back. But the relationship, I don't think anything has to do with training with you and Loki. The relationship between you two is what is is bonded of like him coming back and him like not wanting to leave because he's happy and fulfilled. And I think dogs who are unfulfilled will run away and find trouble, trouble somewhere. And not that Loki doesn't get into trouble, but a lot of times the only time it does happen is if he's not fulfilled with something or if he's, you know, if you're not around and it's a constant, it's a constant game, I'm sure. But it's really cool. You know, you, you get to be able to do that. And I think me as a canine professional looking at your, your lifestyle with Loki, it's just such a nice, refreshing thing to see because I'm like, why can't people just understand that, that this is what dogs need? And um, I'm really, really happy to to be able to, to talk to you about it. Um, so right now, like what's your, I know that you, so we're going to go back a little bit maybe to the talking about like Instagram and things like that because I think it's really awesome for anybody out there that has a dog Um you know, you're, you're, you, like I said, you have millions of people watching your moves and what you do. And now you've become a social influencer for different things. And why don't you talk a little bit about that? Like who are some, who are some bigger companies that people would understand or not understand, but bigger companies that people would know that have reached out to you guys and said, Hey, you guys are freaking awesome because you have a great relationship. Your dog, you know, it's not about, wow, your dog sits really nice. It's like, no, you guys are primal and out there and doing things. Tell me about some opportunities that have happened for you about, you know, that have happened because of your good dog ownership. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'd say the first one that ever happened was a pet food company that we're still with and they're, they're called I am loving you pet food and they're based in Boulder. And we had very few followers and they reached out and were like, Hey, we, we really like, you know, believe in your adventures and believe in what you're doing. Great. And we started working together and, um, yeah, it's every, every relationship is different. Every, every brand partnership is very different. Some of them I've reached out and, and contacted them. Other ones have contacted me. Um, some other ones that people may know of would be like Toyota. We um, have a partnership with Toyota and that relationship started because after we really started growing after kind of, we kind of spread across the internet yeah. um, for a short amount of time. Um, I saw some other social influencers like representing car brands and I'm like, well, heck I've been like a Toyota fan my whole life. I'm just going to figure this out. I'm just going to figure out who the, the marketing company is that represents Toyota and I'm going to call them. I just literally just cold called them and I was like, this is who I am. I have like a pretty large social media platform and I have this idea and a year and a half later, that was a long time ago, a year and a half later, it finally kind of solidified and, um, so anyway, yeah, Toyota would be a brand partner. Um, and what did they, what did they do? So, so within that year and a half, did they just say, yeah, we'll let you know. And then they called you again or something? Well, yeah, it was a big back and forth because I have always communicated directly to the marketing agency, not necessarily to Toyota. Right. And they were, they were on board, but it took some conversations, a lot of conversations to kind of convince Toyota, um, to do this. And um, so it was, it was very much a long process and then a long like process to kind of figure out the contract and figure yeah. out what that would look like and, and whatnot. Um, 
so yeah, it was just kind of back and forth. I think it was totally out of left field for them because they had never really worked with somebody like me before. Yeah. And, um, what did you, so what happened after that, that conversation, what did they, what did they supply you with as far as a, a brand? Well, we, uh, we promote their forerunner on our page. So Sweet. we, we post for their forerunner. You'll see it on Loki's page and, um, th- throughout our stories. And, um, so yeah, yeah, that's what we do. Sweet. What are some, uh, what are some other things you got going on? That's, that's really cool. Oh man, what is? What, let's. Let I remember I saw like what is, <clears throat> you did some cool stuff with Mercedes Benz. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, that actually happened after I had reached out to Toyota, but they were. I didn't really know if it was gonna if it was gonna take or not, and I hadn't heard from them. And then Mercedes wanted to like do this special project, and it was so much fun. Um, yeah, I remember you telling me how cool it was. Kind of like a one-off was. deal. Yeah, it was. We shot that video. If you've seen the Mercedes video. And it was negative 40 out one day when we were shooting. And even I got like a little bit of frostbite on a few of my fingers wow. and it was gnarly. And Loki, even Loki, that was a fr- really the only time in his life that I've ever seen him like kind Cold. of look at me and be like, what the heck are we doing out here, man? <laughs> um, but that was, that was like one out of like four, four or five days of shooting. And um, anyway, that, that was a fun project that we did, but that was kind of like a one-off deal. And I was more interested in like a long-term relationship. So, and Toyota, I've always been a Toyota fan. Mercedes isn't really like our too much dog hair. Spot, so, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Toyota. What, what are some, I'm trying to think of some of the brands that, um, I know that, I know that, uh, I, I was sponsored or, or affiliated by a, a company out of, uh, Utah, um, Wolfgang, man and beast. And I remember, when I was out um, with you, I was like, hey, man. And that was a company that when I reached, I basically reached out to them, and I, I didn't know who they were, and they were so small at the time. Um, and I don't know how the heck I found out about them, but I don't remember. But I remember reaching out to them being, hey, like, you're, like your brand is me. I'm like, I literally, like, work with wolves and dogs professionally and um, – you know, I think, I think that we would be a really good fit. I love it. I love what you guys are doing. And they, they agreed and I signed up with them. And then I remember when I was out with you, I think last year, I was like, Hey man, you know, I work with these guys, uh, out of Utah. And he, and I remember you being like, yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard of them. I've, I think I met with them one time, one time or something like that. And, and then you guys connect and I connected you guys and you guys did a collaboration recently, right? With, um, some leashes and collars and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was an amazing connection. Thank you so much for that. We, I met those guys. I ended up meeting those guys, and and they wanted to do like a collab. So I worked with their designer Kevin, and we kind of developed this leash, and uh, we'll probably develop some more here in the future. Love those guys. It's a really really cool small group of individuals out in Salt Lake City that are putting together this just a really cool brand with a really really cool culture. Um, I love kind of what they stand for and, and what they're interested in representing. Um, I, yeah, they're, they're a great brand. Yeah. I'm really happy. I could uh, connect you guys with them. I I agree. I, I think that you guys were perfect fit and I'm glad it worked out. Um, so, and then you did some stuff with RE, REI, right? Or, yeah, yeah. We've done some stuff with REI. Um, we shot a video for them. You can check it out on, 
YouTube camping with Loki the wolf dog. Um, we shot, we've done a few other things with them, like for their off outside campaign over Thanksgiving. Um, and then uh, we work with GoPro. Uh, well, we, that, that was a big part of our story. Actually, we got connected with GoPro. We kind of won this video contest that me and my friend Nate, uh, took some video of Loki snowboarding and put together a little video, won a video contest and ended up getting invited to go to the GoPro mountain games in Colorado. And since then we've had a good relationship with those guys, love GoPro, love the community that those guys represent. Yeah. Um, it's just a really uh, inspirational like group of people to be around. It's really cool. Yeah, man, that's, um, that's awesome. So yeah, we, we have a, we, what are some other things? Tin we we Tin work cup? with some other vehicle brands, like a rooftop tent company. It's called go SSR. And I saw there was a question of how I get Loki in the, in the rooftop tent. I've only done that once. Typically the dogs sleep down below us. So they typically either sleep in the back of the truck with the windows open or in the forerunner with the windows down cracked. And, um, I, I just pick them up and I just carry them up the ladder and like yeah. pick them up and carry them back down the ladder. And it's, um, my heart's like pounding by the time that's over, but we did that for like a video, um, last year. And then, uh, I think I said 10 cup whiskey. Did you guys do something with them? Yeah. Yeah. Loki's, I like to call him like, he's like the spirit animal of 10 cup whiskey, which is a, a whiskey brand out of Denver. And um, we've done some photo shoots with those guys. Had a blast. Um, yeah. Cool, man. Um, all right. So right now you're – so fast forward and rewind. I want to kind of recap on some things. Um, you basically, you know, got Loki, started this social media account, and then it kind of grew and grew and grew and grew. And now you do this full-time, You travel the country – and you work with all these awesome outdoor brands, and you get to pretty much live the best life ever with Lokes. Um, and all of that, me looking in on that, really looks like you know it was created off hard work, passion, and good dog ownership. And I think that you guys represent all of those things all the time. And I really love, um, I really love that, and I appreciate our friendship and. Um, you know, you guys are doing some really great stuff and what are your plans for this next year besides a book? I mean, I know you do a lot of stuff for travel. Uh, you, you've done some, some, some social media stuff for the different States. Is that right? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. We've done some things with different States. That's, That's crazy. like a, a big passion because we're already traveling and it's really cool to highlight areas in different ways. Um, like I said, we've got that, it's a book coming out. You can actually find it on Amazon already as a pre-order. What's that? Uh, it's called wild together. Um, so if you look that up on Amazon, it's going to be kind of like a photo centric book. Kelly, did um, you just copy? Allie wrote all the copy in the book. Did you just, read, did you read my mind or is Allie standing next to you? She's sitting next to me. <laughs> Cause I was like going to ask you what it's called and you're like, what's that? Oh, it's called this. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. What just yeah, happened? Yeah. Okay, cool. That would be pretty cool. Hi, but I'm not I'm not that cool. cool. Um yeah, it's called it's called Wild Together and um it'll come out on July third and you can pre order it at any time. That's it's dope. about to go to print right now. We're just kind of finalizing. Ah, the, that's the exciting. Final what's it gonna be about? I actually wanna get... what's that? I said what's it gonna be about? I mean, tell me a little bit about the book. I mean, what are you guys gonna be 
What, it's it? kind of it's kind of our memoirs. It's kind of written in a way where um, it's almost like a journal entry. Each page you can read it individually, and you don't have to necessarily know what's on the page before or the That's page awesome. after. Like, um, and some of them are talking. Some of them are trying to answer some of the questions that we get a lot about our life and about traveling. Um, other ones are just hopefully relatable to anyone with a dog, like, yeah. like the idea and the process and the emotional journey that we go through of as your dog is a puppy and as he gets older and as he's old, um, other ones are about traveling and about different places that we go to. Um, anyway, we actually, we actually started writing that book on our last trip. Sweet. So it's, it's really written kind of in a vein of, of our travels and, our adventures along the way. That's awesome, man. Um, I wanted to ask you a question before I forget. So there's one picture, and I've mentioned to you before, that I'm from, I was born in the Springs too, so I'm a Colorado native. So I love Colorado. Um, It's somewhere, like, I feel like I'm still in my 20s, and I feel like in the next 10 years, I'll find myself somewhere nestled in Colorado mountains, like training dogs, and, um, but anyway, I love that, um, idea. That's awesome, man. I hope to see you here. Me too. Um, there's a picture that has always like, if, if I could pick one place, it would be the picture that you posted of that little cabin with like the little wood stove that I see you post about sometimes and I need more information about it and tell me, can you, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh man, you're asking me to give away my nope. one of my biggest secret. I'm not. I'm just. T- I, think, I want uh, you to tell me just a little bit about it because I like. I I almost don't want you to tell me anything about it as far as like where it's at and how you found it. But I want to. And and then for for anybody out there that's watching this on YouTube because we're gonna do a YouTube because we're filming as well. We got like three camera angles. I'm gonna post that picture on my YouTube channel so you guys can see where it's at. But it's like the most remarkable, beautiful little cozy cabin nestled somewhere. And for all I know, it could be a set somewhere that you made up in Hollywood or in your basement. But can you, where it, can you tell me about it a little bit? Yeah, I'll give you some insight. It's, <laughs> it's in a place that we snowboard quite a bit. Cool. And somebody built it probably back, I'm guessing like in the seventies as kind of a little ski shack. Wow. Um, it's got a couple little bunks in there and a wood stove and it's not so glamorous on the inside. On the outside, it looks so cool. It's it's just a really cool little cabin. But we've slept in it before and kind of accessed this certain zone to ski. There's quite a quite a few of those in Colorado. Um, most of them, though, are managed by like a, a system, and and yeah. none of those you can have dogs at. Um, however, occasionally you'll find some out in the woods that somebody had built like forever ago as like a little ski shack, yeah. and those are kind of our sweet spots. They're, they're pretty dumpy inside, but on the outside they're they're incredible, man. I think, I think though, if you have a wood stove and a dog and like a good cup of coffee, I think you're good. I don't really, what, what more do you need, man? What more do you need? Uh, Yeah. I think that's, that's all you need. Cool. And, and I know, um, one of the other questions I wanted to ask you is, um, do you ever get like freaked out by some of the, I know like a lot of celebrities follow you guys, um, have you, have you ever had a chance to meet some of these guys that follow you? Um, and do you ever freak out where you're like, wow, you know, this person's following me. That's pretty crazy. Any experiences on that? Yeah, that's a, 
That's a good question, man. Celebrities that follow Loki, um, there are there are a few. Um, oh, uh, Loki, Loki is who connected me with one of the guys from Florida Georgia Line, uh, Brian Kelly. And yeah, BK. We've become good friends, and um, Allie and his wife have become good friends, and hopefully going to go on some trips or whatnot. But yeah, dude, um, he um, yeah he, he go ahead. Well, actually, let me rewind. That's probably an exaggeration. We haven't really become good friends, but we have hung out. Okay. We yeah. have hung out, and I, I love their music, and uh, we keep in touch from now and again. And um, so, so that's probably a, yeah. a misnomer. We're not exactly like no, tight, but that's but. that's really cool. Um, yeah, BK's. Uh, for those of you who who don't know, BK is. Um, he is uh, one of the singers in Florida Georgia Line, which is like one of the biggest recording country music star artists out there. He's actually reached out to me a couple times too. Um, he's building, and I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but he's building. Um, I guess I he's building some stuff with dogs, or he's doing some stuff with dogs. And he actually reached out to me and asked me if I would be interested in coming out and doing some stuff in Nashville with him or for him or whatever um so that's really cool maybe he connected from you to me i don't know but yeah bk's i think i think he followed i don't know man i I don't know which one came first but man that's i would love to see you guys partner up on something he's such a good guy and i think people see those guys and might not really know you know what they're all about but he him and his wife are just the most genuine down-to-earth quality people yeah, man, they, they are—they're some good people. Yeah, he seems really cool. I hope I get to work with him. So he's got like four shepherds or something, and um, he yeah, yeah, we talk yeah about, he's got four shepherds. It's pretty wild. Yeah, we talk about we talk about dogs and things like that. Maybe I'll hook up with him sometime. Um, what about some other any anybody else? You can tap top of your head. Oh man, um, we we did a we did a um, video with a Paralympian back in December and it's kind of making its way around the internet right now. Her name's Oksana Masters and she she did really well in the Paralympics this winter and we were so stoked to awesome. kind of highlight her on some channels. Um yeah, we I, I know some professional skiers and and man, I I gotta really think about that for a second. Um Loki kind of connected me with uh, Renan Osterk. If you've heard of him, he's a mountain climber, video maker, climber. Yeah. And um, him and his wife are, are, are great people. Um, yeah, Loki, Loki, I'm very thankful for some That's of the awesome. relationships that Loki has built um, outside of just people of people of influence, you know, people all across, across the world, you know, we've met because of Loki and, very thankful for that. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Um, awesome. Well, I'm going to read off a couple questions that I posted on my, um, I posted on my my Instagram here, and I'm going to ask you a couple cool. questions, and yeah. we'll see what we got. And so let's see. Talk about the tra- talk about traveling with Loki, planes, trains, and cars. How to do it safely, and how to interact with people working with transportation places and etc. Um, so what do you think about that? You know, we've kind of, yeah, talked, talked I saw that question. I, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. We, we only drive. So first off, we only drive. I, I pray to God, I'll never need to put Loki underneath a plane yeah. and I'm not going to go the route of like getting him certified as a service dog because that's, 
a privilege for people who 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 actually need that. And I don't want I don't want to abuse that privilege to like have Loki in the cabin. Um, so as it stands right now, hopefully we'll only ever need to just drive, uh, which is pretty gnarly. It's a pretty big sacrifice, and that kind of circles back to the idea of like. If you have a dog, you've got to be ready to to sacrifice for them. Yeah. And like we're we're packing up and going to go to Portland tomorrow. That's it's it usually turns into about a twenty two twenty three hour drive, and that's heavy and it's gnarly. And luckily, the dogs do really well in the car. We don't really have any problems. They pretty much just sleep all the time. Um, so traveling is pretty clear cut for us and it's pretty easy when it comes to decision making for me, whether when it comes to opportunities or where I'm going or what I'm doing, like yeah. if I can drive there, great, let's make it happen. But if I can't, it's probably not going to happen. And I've turned down, you know, a lot of trips with friends, Have I've you? turned down a lot of different things. Yeah. That makes um, sense. Actually. They're like, Hey, come here. And yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. If I mean, Loki I've, can't come, I can't come. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, I'm going to Guatemala in, uh, in two in a week, or in, actually in a few days, um, which is the first time I've been away from Loki in forever. And it's only because I trust Allie with Loki. Um, he'll be hanging out with with Allie for a couple of days. Cool. That's the first time I've been abroad in forever. I used to travel abroad quite a bit, and um, so yeah, that's 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 kind of our big factor in, in, in traveling. I got another question for you and Loki. <laughs> um, and, and you may not be able to answer this because it's kind of a, it's actually a really good question. What's your favorite? And this is by court. It looks like Cordy Pearson's. What's your favorite thing you've done with Loki? What's my favorite thing I've done with Loki? Um, is that, was that the question? Yeah. I you right. Yeah. What's your favorite thing you've done with Loki? Oh man, dude. Uh it's a good one. I um it's a good one. I love to explore um really wild and remote places outside of you know, you might notice on our channels we don't really post much from national parks because dogs aren't really allowed in national parks outside of like a parking lot. Usually they're not allowed on trails and things like that. So that kind of forces us to get out farther. Um, And if you're listening and looking for places to explore, I would explore wilderness areas. Usually dogs can be in wilderness areas. Those are usually federally um, governed lands, Uh, or you can look for BLM land, Bureau of Land Management, um, or just basic forest or forest like national forest um which is different than national parks or national monuments um or state parks so um i can think of a few places like out in the desert that we've gone to that you get out there and there really is literally no one around for for miles maybe dozens of miles and I think being out there just with the dog or just with Allie and the dog yeah. is a really, really like unique feeling. Like this, it's a feeling that you don't experience um, just the solitude factor of, yeah. of, of you being the only ones within earshot and within, within eyesight. If you were to get on top of a mountain and, and look, you might be the only person within eyesight 
And that's a really, really fascinating experience. Yeah. And um, that's probably my fondest memory. That's so. great. And is it like what makes it, I mean, at night, like the stars and stuff, that's probably pretty crazy, right? Yeah, the stars are wild, man. There's no light pollution. And it's really incredible when you get out there and, and realize how much the city lights or lights in general can affect the stars. And wow. uh, man, it's incredible. That's really cool. And then all the other questions we've actually pretty much answered. Um, but before I forget also is there, there is one of my, one of my clients um, has a friend that loves Loki and he found out that I was connected to you and friends with you. And uh, he actually sent me some coffee and that was really cool. His name is Ken Sagaretto or something. Um, yeah. And he sent me some really good, like, the cigar company, I forget, but it's like a really big cigar company. I, I don't smoke cigars, so I don't, I can't remember. But he sent me, like, these K-Cups, and he wrote, like, this note. He's like, hey, Tom, uh, keep doing what you're doing, something like that. And I think there was something in there about Loki, too. So thanks, Loki, for the coffee, because you made that happen. And that's always good when I get free coffee. Um, that's how oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Have you, no. So, if I were you, I'd be all over a coffee company. You got you got nobody right now. That's like, hey, here's some coffee. Sorry, you you cut in and out just a Sorry. little bit. Do, do I have a? Do you don't have a co- you don't have a coffee company that that you're sponsored or endorsed by? I do, I don't have a coffee company that I'm sponsored by we worked with a company called grounds and hounds a little while back that's cool and they donate quite a bit of their money to um feeding rescue dogs um dogs in shelters and things um really cool company but um currently hmm. we're not we're not associated i might with the uh, company. i might set that up for you and uh you know just dress myself up and one of my dogs as you and loki and uh see if i can make that happen and just re- redirect. Awesome, man. Thank re- you. Redirect everything back to my facility. No, I'm just kidding. Cool. You know, I did I did see one other question that I thought was yeah, yeah. kind of funny to answer. Somebody said, uh, how do you deal with fur in the truck? Oh yeah. Shoot, and I forgot that one. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I would say my three biggest goals in life <laughs> are to drink more water, have better posture, and to brush my dog every day. <laughs> And none of those things actually happen, but those are always the goal. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, the hair in the truck is so bad, but really it comes down to how well we brush the dogs yeah. and having a really powerful shop back that um, helps pull the hair out of the, the, the vehicle when we're home. Yeah, that's huge. I have so much hair. Like when people get in my truck, because my truck is usually just me from A to B and then my dogs riding with me to A to B and similar to right. what you do. And then like when, when other humans get into the truck, like I forget that there's other people out there that just don't work and love dogs the way that I do. So when they get in, they literally like, like, ah, psh, psh, like fan and dog hair all out of their face. And I'm like, what you like, what do you, what do you mean? Like you don't have dogs, you know, it's funny. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. Um, cool. I think, I think that that's it for today. I'm definitely going to have you back onto the show, but, um, you know, I really appreciate your valuable time, man. And people can find Kelly at, uh, Loki, the wolf dog on pretty much any platform. And then you can find Kelly's personal account on what is shark tooth. Is that what it is? Uh, it's shark tooth. 
with the F at the end yeah. um, instead of G-H yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, and then you can also uh, follow Allie, too, um, and she takes a lot of great photos of the, the boys, if you will. What's what's Allie's handle? Allie's handle is A Cookie, but it's A-C-O-U-C-K-E. Yeah. But it's pronounced cookie for all those who might be wondering. Allie Cookie. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. And Allie, does, Allie does a really good job of, like, painting a picture of our life, like, in a different – I does. think, like, in a better way than I do, personally. I think that she just – yeah, she brings a lot of kind of Yeah, she brings a lot of humor to the to the table which I really enjoy. Like I'm just scrolling through Instagram or on stories and Yeah, no doubt. And I think she just kind of describes the inner workings of our life a little bit better. Yeah. So you can find Allie too and um Allie's dog Pelly. Cool man. Uh I appreciate your time like I said and I think we should get together, get a road trip together, fly yeah. out, put on the um you know, maybe put on a couple different uh into the wild soundtracks and hit the road and go somewhere and do some cool stuff. Heck yeah. And, um, I appreciate your time, brother. And I will, I'll actually text you cause I'm going to be, like I said, I'm going to be out in Portland in a couple of weeks. I'll text you. And if you or Allie are around, we can get coffee or something. And, um, but either way, I look forward to seeing you sometime this year and I appreciate your time and we'll talk to you soon. Sweet man. So stoked. Um, yeah, hopefully we can connect in Portland Yeah, and I'd love to see you either way. All right, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Have All right, a good peace. day. You too. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the No Bad Dogs podcast with Kelly Lund and uh, Loki, the wolf dog's owner. And I really do appreciate you guys listening along. Um, I'm going to keep doing these things as long as you guys keep listening. So don't forget to subscribe and download. And for those of you who are listening on YouTube, smash that subscribe button. Share it with anybody else you think that would like to see this. I appreciate you guys' valuable time, and I'll talk to you next week. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.